Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock. All the time, it doesn't, I'm always the host. I don't even know how that happens. Probably because it's my podcast, but we have a lot of fun. All month long, we are talking to some of my favorite people, and that's authors. Not only learning about what they do and about their books, but about why they've written their books and might just give you some food for thought for yourself and for your business. Now, my guest today is in Canada, and I love it. In fact, she's in the Toronto area, which is one of my uh, favorite cities in uh, that whole country. And she's going to help us get creative. Let me tell you why. Laura Boperlon is the founder of Lab Creative and the author of a book called, I love this one, Brand Chemistry. She's also the creator of something called Brand Camp. And now that's not Band Camp, it's Brand Camp. And so I know that you guys are listening out there going, wait, do I need some camp for my brand? You probably do. She's also an award-winning international speaker and has been an entrepreneur for going on 20 years now. Now, Laura leverages her creativity, experience, and unique process to help ambitious, growth-minded entrepreneurs like all of us understand and embrace what she calls our magic. The results of this magic are aligned brands that stand out from the crowd. You guys know that that's important to me. Magnetize the right clients and produce explosive results. And joining me today is Laura. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Oh, and so lucky that you stood with me through all of my mishaps in your, out. my editing team is amazing. So they will have taken out all my bloopers, but man, I don't <laughs> think it's ever taken me that long to get something through somebody's bio. So obviously I'm going to be drinking more coffee while we go through. So Laura, it's lovely to see you. And I love your hair as we discussed before. You as and well. I get the highlights of your bio, but tell us a little bit more about you, your business and how what you do helps entrepreneurs, especially to shock their potential. Yeah, it's so interesting just hearing that bio. It's like, yeah, that's what I do. Like, it's so exciting to hear. And even how you you added details in, it really, I'm sitting here just smiling because I'm like, yep, that's what I do. And so it's funny, you know, I have a background as a, as a designer. I studied graphic design. And yet here I am as an entrepreneur, an author, a speaker, and a brand strategist. And it's like, how did, how the heck did I get here? And <laughs> I think that's the beauty of the entrepreneurial journey is that it's not a straight line. It's not just because you go to school for something means that that's your whole identity. And I really had to step into that. And so, you know, I had a previous business uh, for 12 years and then I created Lab Creative just over six years ago, as I knew that I was stepping into a new version of myself. And I think Mm -hmm. even as entrepreneurs, often we think I've created this business. This is my baby. I have to stay here. Like, this is my, this is it. And it's just like, if you were to get a job or work in an industry, you can shift and change. And so 
I allowed myself to reinvent myself with this new business and really step into a new version of myself. And it really became apparent to me how I really helped people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I often say like branding and design is the vehicle that I use to help people. But the reality is that I see deeply into people and I understand them. I can pull out the best of them. I can mm-hmm. take all of that jumbled ideas and like, oh, but what about this? And oh, this is my audience. And oh, but this is what my competition is doing. And I need to, I should look like I have to, et cetera, et cetera, right? All of those shoulds that come up because you think mm-hmm. I have to do things this way or And I always say, just because it's always been done this way, doesn't mean you have to do it. So I allow people to see their magic Mm -hmm. and create chemistry with their audience and create a business and a brand that aligns with them so that they actually get to do work they love to do and be fulfilled and prosperous entrepreneurs. And that really is my mission. I want to create a world filled with ambitious and, mm-hmm. and fulfilled and prosperous and happy entrepreneurs, because we didn't start our business to do something we hate doing for clients. We don't like to work with and make no money. Like, let's be real. That is not a goal that any of us should have. So it's really allowing them to step into that and just leverage my magic to mm-hmm. find their magic and then bring it to the world. So everyone can see it and experience it. I- I love it. I, so many things that you were saying as I was taking notes, I was thinking that it's really important that we recognize not only that our um, journey will change as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, before we started taping, I just told you I was brainstorming with my executive team about, you know, what's the next evolution of our podcast, for instance, you know, what, what are we trying to accomplish? Are we, how are we measuring it? And what do we do to freshen it? you know, to, to bring something new to it. And we, you know, are coming up with some great ideas, but also the fact that if you are um, in a lane uh, that you've picked for yourself, you don't have to stay in that lane. You can, you can pick another lane or you can add another lane. And this, I think where we are in the world today, I think this is a time of such opportunity to stand out and really lean into what your joy is and not worry about what the other people are doing in this, in whatever space you're in, but really embrace what makes you unique. I think, I think we're as a world, we're ready for that. Yeah. I think we have to do away with the preconceived notions. It was Mm -hmm. interesting. I was thinking about this this morning. I I met with um, a client and a colleague and a friend the other day for lunch and And she mentioned that she was working with a stylist and she said, I, you know, seven figure CEO was the look that she wanted. And I thought it's so interesting to me. And I saw the outfits and there was was some beautiful stuff, but I'm like, why is that? I know seven figure CEOs that are in like, you know, Lululemons and baseball caps. And like, it's like everything. Why can't we have pink hair and be a CEO? And why can't we, you know, have tattoos and be a CEO and wear baseball caps and not wear makeup? Or like, I think it's, what is it that makes you fit into that instead of like, this is what a seven figure CEO looks like, sounds like dresses, like, et cetera. And so it's the same kind of idea. It's, it's stopping to look at the external and going and doing the deep work. That's why I call it the deep work. That's what we mm-hmm. do at Brand Camp. We do the deep work first and do the thinking and then we design. Mm-hmm. It's really true. It's it's interesting when I um, 
uh, transition from corporate America into this evolution of my business. And like you, I've, I've been a business owner before and kept getting <laughs> pulled back into corporate. Um, so when I finally said I'm done <laughs> and I was ready to, you know, I published my first book. I knew I wanted to write some more. I wanted to be a speaker. And so I was working with a friend to create my website. And he's like, so, you know, what's your business name going to be? And I said, I have no idea. Like every other speaker just has their name. And I'm, and I kept thinking about that thinking, that's not really what I want. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a Simon Sinek and I'm not going to be a Tony Robbins. So, you know, to your point, what am I going to be? And, and he, he actually was the one who came up with shock your potential. Cause he just started asking me questions like, what do you do? Why do you do it? What makes you different? And I said, well, you know, I mean, I'm kind of shocking. I mean, clearly I've had high profile and high big jobs, but I started coloring my hair funny colors, you know, um, and people are shocked by my name. And I, you know, so I kept talking and I said, but, um, but really what I love to do is bring out the leader or the sales professional within, I help them to, to find and unleash their potential. And so that's when he came up with shock your potential. And I actually didn't make the decision to accept that in for probably three weeks, I kept mm -hmm. sitting with it going, why is this, you know, where, where am I with this? And when I finally did, I still wasn't fully embraced in it. And now I'm like, I can't imagine a world where this isn't who I am and, and how we build our business and the different things that we're doing. Because we have so many different shock your sales potential, shock your leadership potential, all these different elements that have really come in. But the deep work for me not only was answering his questions, but the deep work was me really accepting to go a different path rather than what I thought was the route of a speaker. And yeah. it's, it's not easy for people to do that. Yeah. I find, you know, I often tell my clients, I'm like, I'm not creating a brand for you where you are today. Mm. I'm designing it and creating it and helping you with the messaging for your business for the future. And it mm -hmm. will feel uncomfortable right now because you are just, you're like at the edge, you have to step into it and it will feel, if it's too comfortable, then it's not the right brand because it's just it's where you are now and you will outgrow it very quickly or it will keep you small. That is a really great perspective. Will you talk a little bit about what you do in brand camp? Yeah. And that's so funny when you said that one time at, at, at band camp. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like that's like a certain generation that knows that reference. I'm like, I don't know if everybody gets the reference. So that will be an interesting comment on this podcast. Uh, and I just received the trademark for brand camp, which was very exciting for me. So brand camp is my methodology. It is the process I take all of our clients through before we'll design anything. So somebody comes to like, I just need you to design a logo for me or a website. The answer will be no. I'll explain why, because what I noticed when I implemented brand camp, that our design work got better. None of our clients have had to rebrand in six years because we got it right the first time and they built, we built them a brand that they could step into. Like I said, that had longevity. So a brand camp, it's about combining, you know, the understanding of like, what is this brand all about? The target audience, what makes you different? Some of those questions you were asked, we develop a tagline, a positioning statement, a why statement, a personality to the brand. So it's really about all of the messaging and really understanding how does this brand show up in the world and how are you going to distinguish yourself from everybody else in your space? And what I do is 
I've leveraged my design background with everything I've learned about branding and strategy over the years of being a business owner and a designer and combine them. I always found when I was working as a designer that there were holes in what I was given as like a design brief. There was pieces missing that I needed to do my job better. And so mm-hmm. I've combined my background in design with that, with these newer skills, which I had to embrace and step into. I had some, you know, uh, you know, that uh, imposter syndrome was like, no, I didn't study the, how could I possibly say that I'm a brand strategist? And now it's like, nope, that's a hundred percent what I do. And I bring with it my design aesthetic and background. So I can then visualize what this brand could look like and help them from there. And it's such an important point because you're talking about, yeah, your brand is not your logo, although the logo is important and integral to that. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, for people who go on Fiverr to go get, you know, a, a logo done for them, which is a perfectly acceptable thing to do, um, but you're you're only going to get um, little flashes of what you could have because you can't, you know, over the course of email inter- interchanges and, you know, getting three different versions of it to sent to you make something that will truly match your brand today or in the future, there is more that goes behind it. And and that it's an important methodology that I think that you're putting towards it to get people to think through their business from that kind of perspective. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said, it's, it, it is an important part of your brand, but it's not as important as doing that work first. Otherwise you're just going to keep redoing it because it never feels right. And you could go and, and if you go to a a Fiverr or, or, you know, maybe a junior and you go right to design, you're going to get what you asked for. Mm -hmm. This process allows us to create for you what you didn't know you even wanted or needed. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And I never could have imagined that this would be my logo because we get to know them and we understand. So it's not just them saying, I visualize my logo having a script font and flowers in it. Right. Anybody could, any great designer could go and design a beautiful logo with those descriptive words. Yeah. But would it really fit the person, the messaging, the, the personality, all of that, maybe, but it might just end up looking like every other logo for people in your industry. That's so true. The, uh, and not that it shows up very well, but this was the first iteration of my logo. I don't know why, Okay, but it had my name in it and then shock your potential at the bottom. And I, I loved the concept of it. We still use it in a similar way, but have changed and adapted. But the, the thing that I loved about it was all the colors. So it definitely got the colors, but they, they were all like outside the box, yeah. <laughs> you know, like just all over the place, but very colorful, but still can operate, you know, within business, like, like to your point about, you know, CEOs can have tattoos and colorful hair yeah. is changing the paradigm of what you do. You don't have to do this to, to, you know, you don't have to have crazy color hair, but you can, if you lean into what you do and what your brand is and really embrace it. Yeah. And the right people will want to work with you. Right. right? I, I often share that I used to straighten my hair, let alone now I never paint, colored it pink, but I used to straighten it to, to high because I thought, Oh, I'm, you know, I was 27 when I started my business. I'm like, I'm young, I'm blonde, curly hair. Like nobody's going to take me seriously. That was my own internal voice. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, if I straighten my hair, I'll look sleeker. I'll look more professional, you know, that word. And 
And it was only when I kind of embraced, I remember coming downstairs from, for this retreat. And the first couple of days I had straightened my hair. And on the third day I came down and everyone was like, oh my God, because I had let my hair cur- yeah. go curly. They were like, first of all, you look 10 years younger. I was like, okay, as you start <laughs> aging, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my hair curly if that shaves a decade off. But they were like, there was just something they saw different in me. And yeah. now it's so me, people recognize me, people know, like I, you know, even my kids were one day I came home with my hair blown out and they were like, Oh, you scared me, mommy. Cause I just didn't even <laughs> look like me. It's so interesting. And I'm like, this is actually now part of my brand. Yes. The curls, which isn't that funny that I'd hid them for years yeah. and it meant I was hiding a part of me yeah. because that's, you know, they were a part of, they just it's like, yeah, I'm fun. I'm like lively. I bring that joy to the work that I do. And, and it might sound trite to a lot of people, but I also know whenever I mention that there's a lot of people listening that go, oh my gosh, I've done the same thing, whether it's straightening their hair or something else, you know, that is along the same lines. Yeah. And to your point, if you want to attract the clients that you want to work with, they will only be attracted to the right ones are going to be attracted to you for the right reasons. Otherwise you'll continue to attract things that are not a match with what you want to do. And that is important on your entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors, and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then Shock Your Media Potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars and also stage manager for Good Morning America, we have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. And we are back with Laura Beauperlon. There it. Hey, how did I do on that one? That was pretty good. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even look at my phonetic spelling of it today. I'm going to make sure I work on it. And I know um, that you've also written a book. Let's talk a little bit about your book. I'm, and as you talk about it, I'd also, you know, love to pick your brain on what made you decide to write a book, and what has the book done for you in your business? Yeah. Great question. So the book, as you mentioned earlier, is called brand chemistry, how to attract the right clients and keep them. It is actually based on brand camp. 
So it walks you through the entire process. So if somebody's just getting started and they can't necessarily like, they don't have the budget to, to work with me, the book is a great starting ground. So even if you do go to a place like Fiverr or you go to, you know, somebody and you get something relatively inexpensive to get you started, even if you're DIYing your brand, Mm -hmm. the book will help you start to answer some of those questions or to start making you ask yourself those questions so that you're like, oh, who do I want to work with? And how can I find the common thread between my audience? And how can I focus on these various aspects of what I do instead of looking and sounding like everybody else? So it's a great starting point. And so I wrote the book because I knew that I could only help a a certain amount of people through Mm -hmm. working with me, either in my group version of brand camp or one-on-one. And so I'm like, I need this to be accessible to every entrepreneur. And that's why I wanted to create a book version because I thought for one, it'll allow more people to be able to have access to it. And as a speaker, I knew that it would be a great uh, marketing tool for me, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a moneymaker, that's for sure. But it was a great, (laughs) it was a great exercise in um, putting my ideas and, and this process into a book and then having something that when I'm speaking or I'm on a podcast or so from a, um, visibility perspective, it's so funny what you have a book. It's like, Oh, you're now you can say you're an author, right? Yeah. As a speaker, I've, you know, submitted a lot of speaker applications. And I remember one in particular, and it said, what is the name of your book or books? Not mm-hmm. have you written a book? Right. But what is the, it, there is an assumption that you have a book as a speaker. Yeah. So I felt like the book will help me get on more stages. And then there's something for people to walk away and go, okay, they either get a copy of the book at the event or as a relatively inexpensive thing, they can go and buy a copy of the book. So I saw it as a great way to elevate my personal brand, to bring mm-hmm. more business into my business and to get me more speaking engagements. And so that's really how I've leveraged it. Yeah, I I totally agree because, um, and now I've published two, I have have a few more in the works, but what's interesting, I've always told people like, you know, you're never going to make a million dollars selling your books unless you sell a million copies, basically. Um, But it really does elevate it. And what's really interesting is that we've been doing some things differently within my company to promote my books and books of other people that work with us. But what's really interesting to me is that they've been out for several years now. I'm actually selling more books today than I was in the beginning when we were doing all the hype hype and the launches and all those things. Um, Some just from placement. You know, if I'm on my podcast or other people's podcasts and I have my books back there, I'm doing speaking gigs, it's, it's back there. What's really interesting to me is I think that a that it is a measure of whether or not your message is resonating over time. And so it's, you know, I just got one of my uh, commission reports from my major publisher and I went, wow, that's really exciting to see that there's still proof of my concept in in this um, over time. So I, I, it's fun to watch it grow, go and grow. Yeah. I think it's also looking at, you know, I think getting clear, you know, if, if people are looking at becoming an author or they're thinking about writing a book is, you know, who is it for? Why Mm -hmm. you, right? Like what, and what is the purpose? Like what's, you know, what do you want this book to do for you, for your audience? And so for me getting really clear on that and going, okay, there's a lot of books on branding out there. 
what's going to make mine different. And so when I did my research, I didn't find really any books about branding written by women. So, Uh or there's very few speakers. So if you look at big names, you know, the books, it's all men and, um, in the speaker world and in the book world, that's not to say there aren't women, but it's predominantly male. So I'm like, okay, I've got an opportunity to be a woman's voice coming into this space, but none of them had a design background. Every one of them had a brand strategy background, but nobody come came from that world. So I'm like, well, I can, I can bring both of these. And to me, I really believe in making it accessible, making branding easy to understand for people. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things about my book is that it is full color. Oh, it is really? beautifully designed. Oh, yes. I'm like, this is going to be the most beautiful business book anybody has ever seen. Costs a lot to print, but I'm like, oh. that is a distinguishing feature. The feel of the cover, it's hard cover. It's full color. It's all my brand colors inside. You know, everything is beautifully designed. The content is great too, but I'm like, it can't just be another black and white business book. If I'm bringing me fully into this, it's got to really reflect that. That is brilliant. I love that because you're right. It does make it stand out, but it also you're, you're showing proof of concept of your own concept. Like yeah. branding is important and how you are, how it is coming across the world is important. And you've proven it by how you chose to do your book. I think that's lovely. And it makes it very Instagrammable. You know, like lots of people like to post post photos and sometimes it's the cover, but a lot of times it's the interior pages, the title pages and that, because they're like, this is, you know, not everybody's going to take a picture of the inside of a book, but I've had plenty of mine, which is really interesting to me. That's lovely. And you have a very nice uh, Instagram account too. It's very visually appealing. So, um, and I know we're going to have all that. We're going to have all of your contact information on the show notes, including all your social media handles and links to your book. But just in case somebody's listening right now and say, I can't pull over in my car, but I want to look her up right now. What's the best way for them to find you? They can go to our website, labcreative.ca. So that's pretty simple. And our handle across all channels is Inc. So you can find me Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you like to hang out on social. Absolutely. Well, you've given us a lot to think about, but do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? I think it's really to just figure out what makes you different and embrace that. Not try to be like everybody else and really find your own lane right? Not follow along. And if that means having pink hair and, you know, whatever that is, then, then do that knowing that the right people will be attracted to your energy. And when you're misaligned from what you're putting out there, if you're trying to be somebody that you're not, then you're going to attract the wrong people. Mm. And so when you get to fully step into who you are and get crystal clear on that and just be that person, on social, on your website, when you meet people, you're not going to attract everybody, but the right people will be drawn to you like a magnet. And that's what brand chemistry is all about. I love it. I love the whole concept of the lab idea and the chemistry. It all works for me. It does sound like wonderful chemistry and magic together. Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. You have been an amazing guest. 
Thanks for having me, Michael. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.